It's Wednesday, October 12th. I'm Pam Jones. Adnan Syed is now a free man. The Maryland Department of Health is changing course on a multi-million dollar request. The Baltimore County Board of Elections is also doing a U-turn on early mail-in ballot counting. Immigrants and refugees in Baltimore will get some crucial help under a new initiative funded with ARPA funds. And residents who live near the blighted Security Square Mall will get a say in the $10 million makeover plans. It's the Daily Dose from WIPR, our latest reporting on Maryland's COVID-19 response and the local news of the day, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. WIPR and the Baltimore Banner are reporting today that the Maryland Department of Health has withdrawn an unusual request to a state spending board. The agency had asked for broad powers to approve two health care contracts worth tens of millions of dollars to outsource staffing at Western Maryland Hospital Center. The department will still pursue the contracts for the Hagerstown facility by standard procedures. A union representing workers applauded the move. The Baltimore County Board of Elections will start counting mail-in ballots ahead of the November 8th election. They're just not sure how far ahead. County Elections Director Rui Lavoie now says they're working out the details of when counting will begin. Lavoie told WIPR yesterday that the court decision allowing early ballot counting before Election Day came too late for them to make plans to count the mail-ins in advance and that they need to train more elections judges. Lavoie now says she has found another the location to train elections judges. The Maryland State Board of Elections says all 281 ballot drop boxes have been installed and are ready for use in the November election. Voters using mail-in ballots can use the drop boxes or the U.S. Postal Service. The drop boxes will be available until 8 p.m. on November 8th. Residents have until November 1st to request a ballot by mail. Adnan Syed, who was the subject of one of the first true crime podcast, Serial, is now a free man. Yesterday, Baltimore City State's attorney Marilyn Mosby dropped all charges against Syed in the death of his former girlfriend, Hay Min Lee, in 1999. WIPR's Bethany Raja with that story. Mosby said she instructed her office to drop charges against Syed, now 41, after DNA test results were returned Friday. There was a DNA mixture of multiple contributors on both Miss Lee's shoes. The same multiple contributor for both of Miss Lee's shoes. And most compellingly, Adnan Saeed, his DNA was excluded. Mosby apologized for the wrongful conviction of Saeed. We will continue to utilize every available resource to prosecute whoever is responsible for the death of Hay Min Lee. At a later press conference, Saeed's attorney, Erica Suter, said the results reveal what her client and his supporters had always known, that he is innocent. Bethany Raja, WYPR News. Today, Mayor Brandon Scott announced a $4 million portion of the city's allotment of American Rescue Plan Act funding will go to the Baltimore New American Access Coalition Initiative. It establishes benefit navigators across four community-based organizations who will help immigrants with limited English skills. Many immigrant and refugee residents did not qualify for unemployment benefits or other pandemic aid. The coalition is based out of the mayor's office of immigrant affairs. 
The state and federal partners in the Chesapeake Bay cleanup have conceded they won't make their 2025 goals. But WIPR's Joel McCord says that won't stop them from trying. Members of the Chesapeake Executive Council agreed yesterday to ask their staffs to prepare a plan to speed up efforts to reach the 2025 goals and beyond. That's according to Michael Regan, the Environmental Protection Agency's administrator. We need a clear path forward that prioritizes and outlines next steps for achieving our goals. Achieving our goals. Regan said the plan to be presented at next year's Executive Council meeting should lay out steps to sustain and build the partnership's restoration efforts in the long and short term. We know that our goals are ambitious, but we've all agreed we are up for the challenge. Reports from the EPA and the Chesapeake Bay Foundation last week found most of the states in the Bay watershed would not make their cleanup goals. Joel McCord, WYPR News. Baltimore County officials are putting down a $10 million bet on the future of rundown Security Square Mall. For decades, it was an economic driver in Woodlawn on the county's west side. Today, officials are beginning to reach out to residents to learn what they think the future should hold for the aging retail center. WIPR Baltimore County reporter John Lee joined Nathan Sterner on Morning Edition to talk about the plans for Security Square, which included reporting from the Baltimore Banners, DeVille. John, county officials evidently believe Security Square is worth the time and money it's going to take to save. Why? Well, they say they've been hearing for years uh, from people who live in and around Woodlawn that something needs to be done. Uh, big name businesses like JCPenney's, Bennigan's, and Sears have come and gone and have not been replaced. And the mall, which opened in 1972, really is just a shell of its former self. And if you aren't familiar with it, Security Square sits at the major crossroads of the 695 Beltway and Interstate 70. It's a prime location for redevelopment, according to Baltimore County Council Chairman Julian Jones. Security Mall is probably one of the most valuable piece of real estate in Baltimore County, and it has tremendous potential. County Executive Johnny Oshevsky in August announced the county will spend $10 million to buy the vacant Sears building at Security Square. Uh, Nathan, he feels that gives the county skin in the game in deciding the future of the mall. And looking at that future, what sorts of possibilities are officials envisioning? Well, I put that question to my colleague at the Baltimore Banner, Taylor DeVille, and here's what she told me. When this project of determining Security Square's future was first announced at a forum last month, ideas were floated like a park, a place for concerts and homes. But a community activist in Woodlawn, Miko Baldwin, polled residents about what they wanted to see there. First and foremost, Baldwin says they want to give kids something to do. I know when I grew up back then, the mall at Security was like the place to go, the shops and everything that we had. But now we want to get like a YMCA or something of that type in the area. A lot of people are asking, a lot of youth are asking about different activities that we may have. Baldwin says there's a need for a second grocery store in the area where a significant number of low-income residents live more than half a mile from a supermarket. And they want more sit-down family restaurants instead of fast food chains that already litter Security Boulevard. 
There's a lot of restaurants that's in the Northeast and a lot of us travel over to the Northeast for crabs, for food and things of that nature. Or we go where we are in Parkview Trails, we're right next to um, Patapsco State Park, which leads you into Howard County. So Howard County is getting all my money right now and I wanna leave it in Baltimore County. Baltimore County has hired two consultants to help gather ideas from the community on what to do with Security Square and says the process will be community driven. And there's a lot of interest in the mall's future. Almost 180 people attended the county's kickoff meeting for the charrette last month. And Nathan, the state is also throwing in $10 million to match the county's share, so that's a $20 million government investment in turning Security Square around. Tonight, the county is going to kick off a series of meetings to hear from people about Security Square. How exactly is that going to work? Well, there'll be 11 meetings between tonight and November 9th, and you can find out about them by going to reimaginesecuritysquare.com. And tonight's meeting starts at 6.30 at the Set the Captives Free Outreach Center at the mall. With uh, Baltimore Banner's Taylor DeVille, John, I know you will stay on top of this continuing story. The Security Square public meetings continue Thursday with an open session from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. at the OWE Center at the mall. The Daily Dose is brought to you by WYPR, made possible by GBMC Healthcare. Many thanks to my news team colleagues, Rachel Bay, Shekinah Collier, John Lee, Scott Massioni, Joel McCord, Kristen Mossbrucker, and Bethany Raja. The executive editor of The Daily Dose is Danielle Irby. If you have a scoop or suggestion for this podcast, my social media hangout is Twitter at That's Pam Jones. Remember to be courageous and stay curious. I'm Pam Jones. Thanks for listening.